summer rolls on, we roll on to another edition of the Sunday Card AFC North Division Positional Rankings Show. Here with you, Dan Zampano, Maddie Ice, Maddie C, Matt Silver, our esteemed producer, Lemon Pepper Lou Paracone. This is the gritty, this is the gritty, ironclad, cold division Places where you never want a vacation, but you want to go watch a football game on the gridiron. We're talking about the AFC North. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, coal country. Cleveland, Ohio, rock and roll Hall of Fame. Baltimore, Maryland, tough, gritty inner harbor. God only knows what's in Cincinnati, Ohio, except frickin' chilly. So that's pretty much it. But these the cities might not be great, but the football is historic, Matthew. And you know what they say about this division? There's no love lost. <laughs> that that term is never used more than with AFC North matchups. Is that there is no love lost between these two these teams? You put a little extra padding in the helmet when you played against one of these teams. That's what I would say. You know, maybe not the Browns, but still a little extra padding in the helmet for this one. Uh, Maddie, as we continue towards the rest of the divisions. We've been doing this little guess who game with stats. And we've been giving you two players. Player A has been a player, a top player at the position. Player B has been a player at the same position inside this division. So we did the AFC East. Maddie was able to get that pretty good. After a couple of guesses, Aaron Jones, Ramondre Stevenson. NFC East right off the bat, beautiful guesses, Debo and Curtis Samuel. Let's see you can get this player are you ready i'm ready i like but i like the name game you did with the last one i just realizing it now is samuel sam you know what I mean? yeah so, all right that kind of fed into it i like that all right player a here we go top player at the position can, can we can, give me the position to start well you'll you'll hear it as i, all right. I promise you'll you'll figure it out quick this player a had 65 tackles 13 and a half sacks okay they're going defense on your first defensive player 13 and a half sacks, 26 quarterback hits, three forced fumbles, and recovered all three of those fumbles. Had one touchdown on those fumble returns and three passes defended. Player B, I almost said the name, player B had 63 tackles, 14 and a half sacks. He had 20 quarterback hits and led the league with five forced fumbles. Also have passed defendant. Who is player A and who is player B? I know A. You know A. Yeah. A. I'm going to give so it to talking, you. It's got to be defensive end. Yeah, well, I, I have no guess. Wait, hold on. Let me, let me take one guess. So you I, you are right. It's, it's, it's defensive end slash edge rusher linebacker guy. Go, go ahead. I got nothing for A. A is Michael Parsons. That is correct. Okay. Is I, had, I, had, I, had, I did have a feeling about that. I did have a feeling about that. Um, I mean, B can't be – you can't be saying it's T.J. Watt because that's another name that's at the top of the league. Is it T.J. Watt? That's correct. It is not T.J. Watt because he's at the top okay. of the league. This is a hard one because you may not even know – you may know the player or you may not. Know. The only name coming to me right now is Sam Hubbard. I don't know if that he had – Incorrect. I don't know if he had that big of a year. Let me do a quick scroll. I have the depth charts up. Let me just go ahead. You can go through the depth charts. Would it, oh, it could be 
no, it's not Trey Hendrickson. It's not the other guy on the other it's side. Um, he had 14 and a half sacks compared to Micah Parsons' 13 and a half. He led the league in forced fumbles with five and had virtually the same amount of tackles. Is this a newcomer to this division? He's definitely, uh, no, he is not a newcomer. Is he on hard, the this is a really hard one. It's really hard. Is he on the Steelers? I don't want to give that away. No. All right. Okay. That means yes. You must be <laughs> talking about. I don't know. I, I got nothing on this one. I mean, I took, okay, I took this the, two, is hard. the two from Cincinnati and then the one in. in I, it's got to be someone on the Ravens. Is it a wait? Oh, oh, Oahu? Away no, it's not. It's not Jason. Away? It's not. Oh, oh definitely away. Lewis, you have a guess? No, no, I don't. This would be a real – I'd be stunned okay. if you got this. It is a player on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It is Alex Highsmith is the player that was able to get more sacks and led the league in forced fumbles last season. That was a tough one. Don't go defense on me again. Don't do that to me. <laughs> That's I'm, a the fantasy, I'm a fantasy guy. We talk about offensive stats, okay? I know. I, I got you with a defense. I had to do at least one defense. Promise. Fair All enough. Right. Fair enough. Alex Highsmith, big year. Just so you know, TJ Watt did not have as good of a year as Alex Highsmith last year. Fascinating. There's fascinating. Pretty good edge rushers in Pittsburgh. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, let's get into it. The positional rankings. Every week we rank the quarterbacks, the running backs, the pass catchers, the coaches, and the defenses uh, in each division, one through four this week. We got Cincinnati, we got Baltimore, we have Cleveland, and we have Pittsburgh. So without further ado, Matt, let's do the quarterbacks. Remember, no team in the last two years has gotten as far as Cincinnati and Kansas City. So anybody break through in this division, we'll find out as we go along. But let's start with quarterbacks. Quarterbacks here going fourth through one. Um, I think you've the four is kind of by default. The Steelers with you know, Kenny and Mitch show coming back again for you. Obviously, Kenny will be getting the start this year instead of Mitch. I have the Browns at number three. The Ravens at number two. Joey B and the Bengals at the top of the list. Can I, can I get one of those? those Joe there we that go. That wasn't a good one. That Joe wasn't Burr. a good one, but it's two. You know, what are you going to do? At Tito's attention. Yeah, there you go. See? Um, same exact list. I agree with you. Uh, Kenny Pickett, underrated with the running. But, God, I mean, I thought he was a lot better than he was last year. When I went through the stats, he has seven touchdowns and nine interceptions. I mean, that's that's in 13 games. That is not very good. I mean, they, they were really – you forget how bad they really were offensively and one-dimensional. They couldn't get the ball. Najee Harris had an unbelievable year, but it never felt like they could get the ball to him. You know, I feel I feel like, you know, he did end up getting a lot more yards than I thought. But Kenny Pickett, man, just not able to perform too well. Uh, I agree with you, Deshaun Watson. I think by default we got to still have him at number three. Um, and we'll see if he can, you know, do what he does after missing a couple of uh, – missing the season the year before and most of last year. It's on Lamar now, man. I just there's no quarterback that has to me more to prove than Lamar Jackson. You've got the bag, you've got some new receivers. 
you you've got a new offensive coordinator. There are no more excuses, brother. You can't be hurt. It hasn't played a full season since 2020. Um, it's time, bro. It's time. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you were gonna. When I was going through the list, I'm like, Dan might just put Lamar at three just for just and get and give me the best abilities availability <laughs> speech. I may, which I thought I but thought I can't you were do that, that with Deshaun, sure. unfortunately. You exactly, because he you know it'd be different if if he just lit it up in his second half of the year last year. But he was you know again time away from football. We'll see how see how he bounces back. Obviously, was was a tremendous talent with the Texans, but hasn't really, you know, we have no proof in, in, in Cleveland of, of what he's done for production for the most part. And it's like going to come down to new players. Can Stefanski in a full season with an off season, you know, another guy on the hot seat, maybe. Big time. Yeah. Big we'll time. get to that. Uh, Joe Burrow, the only quarterback in the NFL last year who was in the top five of all five major passing statistics. He was fifth in yards. He was second in touchdowns. He did throw 12 interceptions, which was a little tad high. He was fifth in passer rating, third in completion percentage, and he was tied for fourth in yards per attempt. To me, it's Mahomes and him. And maybe you throw Aaron Rodgers in there, but Burrow is the man. I mean, you can't say enough good about how good Joe B has been. Yeah, I mean, he's he's top of this league. There's no doubt about it. And if, if you don't have him in your top three at this point, I don't really know what you're doing. No. And he, he's, he's amazing. He's got more swag than anybody. Let's go to running backs. This was, this, this was very difficult. This was very, very difficult because I feel like all these teams have a really good running back and then just die. The rest of their room just dies off. It's, it's just – you you kind of like see the house and you walk in and the first room you see is really, really nice. It's got a nice little living room. You just walk in and see it, but the kitchen's got ants running through it. The shower's falling out of the wall. Like everything else is just not clicking, but it's got a really nice living room and it might be a good price, except for the Ravens. We're going to continue with this running back by committee deal, but um, I'll just give you my start and you tell me how wrong I am. You ready? Uh, I had Cincinnati number four, Baltimore number three, Cleveland number two, and the Steelers number one. Tell me where I'm wrong. You've never liked Joe Mixon, and you will never like Joe Mixon, and I don't understand. Number four, I have the Ravens. Uh, The Steelers at three, the Bengals at two, and the Browns at number one. So, where do we want to start with this? So let's start with so we you have the Ravens three and I have the Ravens four, right? Which I can I can see you I, I I'll concede that one. Like Ravens at four could definitely be argued just because there's no great running back there, and we're pumping out the Dobbins again, best availability, best abilities availability, and then Gus Edwards. I like like the mix of it because they're so different than all the other teams here. Like, I kind of have to factor that in. The offense that they're running is completely different than the other teams. Right. And that's, I mean, that's the thing. If we're evaluating these guys on their talent standalone, that's, you know, they have the depth and they will be efficient throughout the season because of the offense they run. But you take this and you were to, you know, plug them in on, on another team. I mean, none of these guys 
are are as good as the top back on the other three teams in this in this division. And that's the thing. I think I think the other three teams all have a very legitimate top running back. Like we said, they Ravens are the one team with depth. So I do love depth at the running back position, but it just feels so lackluster of like talent. It's like, yeah, these guys get the job done, but there's just there's gotta be a better option. It's 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 uh you know using two to do the work of one with mm-hmm. Dobbins and Drake last year, you having a thousand yards between them, and then Gus Edwards had an additional four hundred yards rushing. It's like all just just give each of these guys four hundred yards rushing, and and we can get there. And by the way, we also have Lamar. You know, I, I guess the 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 big elephant in the room is Joe Mixon, and and what we think about him. And I will concede that he was a much better pass catcher than I thought he was last year. He has been nothing but dominant since Joe Burrow came in the league and gave them a legitimate offense. I mean, he has been one of the best running backs in the league since Joe Burrow has come in. He had a game, he had five touchdowns last year, Dan. Guys without talent don't just score five touchdowns in one game. <laughs> I, I mean, and and if we want to get to who you have at number one, I think yeah. Najee Harris is nothing but a volume back. I mean, Najee Harris got oh. his numbers in his rookie year because he got like 500 touches. And as you said last year, his yards per carry was crap, but they just, Matt Canada likes to just run him into the line every single time. So he yeah. ends up getting three yards in a cloud of dust all the time. I, I don't see him as, as, as an explosive back. I mean, really, wow. I, I mean, he has a he has some explosion to him, but I think he is a he is a hardcore volume running back who is in in two or three years if he gets run like this will just fade away. Um, I think that he he had a ton of catches, as you said, in his rookie year. Um, I think for me, I'm buying high on him this year in the second year of that quarterback being in that system, them adding more weapons around Kenny Pickett frees him up a little bit more. I think Um, that's where I'm buying high on him and maybe kind of selling off on the idea. Like, yes, the Bengals are going to be very, very talented. I think Samaji Pirine did more than you think he did in that offense in terms of kind of uh, carrying a little bit of the load that, that Mixon didn't necessarily have to. Um, I think that'll be an interesting because now they're really relying on a rookie behind Mixon to, to supplement. And, you know, to me, I'm not sure. I know Mixon has had some injury issues in the past, so I'm not so sure about that. I think Harris is unbelievable in how much the talent inside of him, take the stats out of it, the talent inside of him, I think, him being that big and that athletic is very very appealing to me. I think I think that he could really bust out and be a little bit more of a pass catcher. And I thought Jalen Warren last year served a decent role. The reason why I took Nick Chubb, I, I would have had Cleveland number one here. I, and I and I think I took Nick Chubb because again, you want to talk about consistency. I think there's no more consistent player than Nick Chubb in a lot of this. Um, but now I look at Nick Chubb and I say, okay. He did it again. He had the 1,200 yards. He's 27, 28 years old now. He had over 300 attempts last year. Typically, we don't see players play as well as they did having that many carries. And so I think I'm going to probably sell low this year on, or sell high this year on, on Nick Chubb 
to have a not bad year, but not as good of a year as maybe we've been accustomed to with him having his 12 touchdowns and, and 1,200 yards deal. I think that he could get to 1,000 yards there, but I think Najee Harris is somebody that I'm I'm willing to buy, quote-unquote, low on after a down year after his rookie year and get him more involved in the offense to really make it explode and get Kenny more comfortable. Do you know what Najee Harris's career yards per attempt is? I'm going to guess it's probably somewhere around four yards a carry. 3.9. Can't even reach four yards a carry. I don't know. And you talk about 300, 300 rushing attempts. Najee Harris, rookie year, 307. Last year, 272. Well, that's a drop-off. Yeah, well, that that's my point with Nick Chubb is saying, like, okay, 300. We see it typically. Like, uh, unless you're Derrick Henry. I was just going to say, regardless, you know, except for King Henry. Yeah, <laughs> unless you're Derrick Henry, nobody's really having a good year off of 300 attempts. So there we go. I, I like that. I like I like the little, you know, diversion from, from the norm. I, I think that we probably see these running backs. And, again, I think we see running back and pass catcher a little bit differently. Um, I'm not so big on super depth at running back. I like having one good player. But, you know, I digress. I digress. I like it. Uh, let's go to pass catchers. Again, another one where I'm saying to myself, man, like all these these teams have a, a one really, 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 really good receiver, or we would call it a receiver, and maybe – that's a little bit of a loose term with the Ravens, but I, I would say, you know, but I, I would say these, this is a talented, more talented than I remember it being in years past. This is a very talented pass catching group, I would say. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think there's, it, I mean, we'll just go through it. Uh, start four to one. Much of the Ravens made improvements. They're still number four. Mm-hmm. They just don't have a lot there. Uh, Browns at number three. Steelers at number two. And the Bengals have to be a number one here. I mean, I think this pass catching group competes with maybe best in the league. Yeah. Um, we have the same exact list. I, I had a feeling. I had a feeling this one was going to be but it pretty, was very, pretty straightforward. I tried, Matt. I tried really hard. To find a way to get the Steelers to number one, because I'm oh really I'm, I'm really I'm really almost there. You you know you know what it was that I'm sure held you back is Allen Robinson. What do we do with Allen Robinson? It what do we feels do? it feels like a huge addition. It really does because just a couple years ago, you know, two three years ago when he was on a bad Bears team, he was putting up good numbers, and all of a sudden he's on a coming off the Super Bowl winning team. Matt Stafford, and they got this guy Cooper Cup, who is apparently the best receiver in the league, playing alongside of him. And he just underperformed all season. So I think Allen Robinson is in a huge, just weird spot. You've got Deontay Johnson, who is the tactical route runner that he is. Isn't, isn't you know, crazy athletic, but is a clean route runner. He's one of the best in the league, I think. And then George Pickens, who I think showed off that he is a beast, athletic freak yeah. last year. He he is, I he's one of my favorite players to watch like he's so exciting to watch in this league with, with the plays he can make um so i, I can see how you want to get the Steelers to number one i can, I can Matt, see- here here's here's a real key not just alan robinson mm. but the dude that had a year last year i think is going to be maybe one of the best tight ends in the league is pat Pryor the Muth. yeah i'm a big i'm a big prior vermouth guy you know i mean that that's that's where i am with him the, the Muth of the Luth. 
Yeah. <laughs> and they also drafted Darnell Washington, who happens to be a giant human of a man out of Georgia that's very much a freak. So I, I forgot about that. I forgot that they drafted another monster at tight end. Like, they got a lot of dudes, man. They got a lot of dudes. Like, there's a case to be made. But my issue, and I keep coming back to it, I say, Jamar Chase is a top two or three receiver in the league. You put him up there with Justin Jefferson and Devontae Adams and the rest of them. Like, he's right there. And, and I, T. Higgins is probably top 20. And T. Higgins is maybe top 15, top – you're getting close to top 10 here with T. Honestly. Higgins. Like, he's good. Tyler Boyd would be a number two on the other on any other team, right? And I love the kids they drafted. I mean, I think I think Charlie Jones out of Purdue is going to be a solid slot guy whenever Boyd goes off to free agency. And and uh, the kid out of Princeton too is a long burner. You know, I, I like him. They will have trouble replacing Hayden Hurst. I think I think Irv Smith really needs to step up because I can see I can see Burrow. Using, I saw Burrow use Hurst a lot last year in in tight spots on third mm-hmm. down, especially. Yeah, no, I, I think Irsmith has a, a great opportunity ahead of him. I mean, there there was always a lot of potential for him um, in Minnesota, and it you know didn't quite you know fill the shoes of that roller, so he would still be there. But I think he has a good opportunity ahead of him and has the ability to to perform. Now let's go back down to the bottom of the list. Let's please. Let's, let's just do go. It. The Ravens, I, let's just go to the Ravens really quick. Again, they signed Odell Beckham Jr. Where does he stand in this league as a number one wide receiver in the year of our Lord 2023? I'm not sure he does. It, it, is he even a, a number one wide receiver? I mean, you could say the Brown, I mean, every I mean, every other team has one wide receiver better than him. Yes. We'd probably make the argument that the Steelers and the Bengals might have two wide receivers better. I, I agree. We might make the argument that, you know, you will go look at Donovan Peoples-Jones, what he did last year. So going back to this was off air, I thought your name game for the AFC North was going to be Donovan Peoples-Jones. Ah. I was like, you know, I was like, you know, the, the Peoples-Jones, that's your man, that's your Michigan man. Yeah. But um, that would have been a good one. I was shocked when I saw his numbers. He had very good numbers. And then, Amari Cooper is a guy that here's a guy that I just no matter his numbers, he just doesn't do it for me. You know what I mean? Like he was always had good numbers on the Cowboys, and he had good numbers last year. He had nine touchdowns and over a thousand yards. Like he just doesn't really do it for me. Spoken like a true Collinsworth. My God. I mean, that is funny. Look, Amari Cooper, say what you want. He's still one of the best route runners in football. I know. I, he still is. He's still chucking. And I think the reason, you know, he gets lost in the fray is because Cleveland doesn't win because they haven't had a quarterback. And, you know, he hates playing in the cold. And, you know, he kind of disappears in those games, you know. It was better last year. I just fear that Cleveland, you look at their roster, Amari Cooper, Peoples-Jones, Elijah Moore, Marquise Goodwin, David Njoku, the kid Tillman they drafted. I just fear that they're just a bunch of guys. They're just, they're not, a, they're not a real team. They're just a bunch of guys that are out there playing football. Like we just scraped a team together and you're playing, you know, you have a cap in Madden and you're trying to, you know, get the best value, the best bang for your buck. Like that's what I feel when I look at Cleveland. We got Amari Cooper. 
Okay. You got people's junk. Okay. Like these are guys that uh, it's just a group of players. I, I I'm not really sure if it's a good unit. As far as Baltimore goes, I mean, we're right back where we started. I'm not sure Zay Flowers pulls them out and Odell pulls them out of where they were. Um, adding Nelson Aguilar, whoop-de-doo. Um, you know, but they do have the best tight end in this division, maybe, in in Andrews. So uh, unless Brian Ruth becomes that, you know, they still have Mark Andrews. So who else? I mean, is Odell going to be that red zone target for Lamar? I just I, – you, you got to keep them there. So – I think we're we're reaching elite status in the top two, and we're kind of just very. This is just a collection of, of 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 stuff off the street, really, for the other two teams. Yeah, I agree. Like I said, the number one, like you said, the number one in Baltimore is Mark Andrews. It's not Odell Beckham Jr. It is, and again, he he's a great player, but he's still not. Travis Kelsey, even though he competed that way fantasy wise last year, as far as I mean, he gets a ton of volume, gets a good amount of you know, can overtake him on the touchdowns. But that's a Ra- problem, Ravens though. That's yeah, a problem. Like there's there should be a receiver there, yeah, that can get some of that volume. And when it's Mark Andrews, it doesn't work. We'll see how the new OC does with this new kind of play action offense. Though we'll see. I was trying. I'm trying so hard right now to, to do a name game for Donald Peoples Jones because I really wanted to to get one in here. There's somebody but, out there. There's but somebody. it just it doesn't work. Everybody everybody who has got any close to numbers with them like miss so many games. Like it doesn't really count. I'm looking like like oh DeAndre Hopkins, but DeAndre Hopkins played like half well like half the games and still have the same numbers. As he How did, many? So. What was Donovan Peoples Jones' numbers last year? Um, 61 catches, 839 yards, and three touchdowns. So like, again, that feels like a lot. Like I can't compare him to a top player in the league. Well, I can, I got actually. Man, there's Keenan Allen, but Keenan Allen missed like seven games. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. He's like right. He he. This would be his breakout year if he's if he's a guy. Like okay, is that a late round fantasy guy that you would think? You know, it's actually he. The biggest comparable would probably be Deontay Johnson. So his you know 61 catches to. Uh, 86 catches. Uh, Donald Peoples Jones, 839 yards to Deontay Johnson's 882. And then this is the big thing that Deontay, Deontay Johnson last year scored no touchdowns. Oh my! He scored God. no touchdowns the entire oh my the God. entire year. 86 catches, no touchdowns. And he's a really good like body control. That's, that's the thing. Man. He is he is between the 20s. He's so between the 20s. Not a deep threat, so he's not getting explosive. He's not getting red zone looks. He's a he's a ball mover down the field for them. That makes me feel better about Cincinnati being a number one now. There you go. Can't have a number one that doesn't catch touchdowns. I can't have it. What are you supposed to do with that? Good Lord. Uh, let's go to defense. Oh, man. I mean, you know. Tough. Always tough. always the I, hardest. I mean, it's always the hardest. Every time. It may not have been in the last division, but it was, it was difficult in this one. And I think the reason being is because a lot of guys left these teams Mm-hmm. And then they added players that you're like, okay, they added one or two guys, but, you know, what are they replacing, like, that guy with, you know? A lot, most of these teams lost players, didn't really gain players. And the players that they did gain were through the draft or, you know, guys that were ascending players that were young. So defensively, this is what I would say, Cleveland number four, Cincinnati number three, Pittsburgh number two, and the Baltimore Ravens number one still. 
Okay. So I have the Bengals at four. Okay. Steelers at three. Mm. Browns at two. And Ravens at one. Okay, so Cleveland, what are we seeing from them that is intriguing you? I like their pass rush. I mean, I, I, I mean, you got Miles Garrett, and then Zadarius Smith. I know he's old. I know he's aging, but I think that he's still got some left in the tank. Okay. Their secondary is troubling. Their secondary is 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 troubling. But I think, I think Denzel Ward and Greg Newsom. I mean, Greg Newsom didn't have the best. Didn't have the best year last year. I don't know. This this was splitting hairs. I, as I thought about going, I should have went Steelers probably two over them. But I don't know. Miles Garrett still feels like again a top, a, a very high end player in this league. He is. He, he, I mean, he's a top three or four uh, pass rusher. Yeah. You know. Um, I can see it. I, I think the addition of Dalvin Tomlinson is is probably maybe their biggest one because. They needed help in the run game. I think they have little bits and pieces of depth. When you have JOK, who everybody thought was going to be like the guy and like this new dynamic player, and he's just kind of, again, an average athlete. You know, he's an athlete, but he's, you don't know really what he is. He's kind of an in betweener. Um, he's gotten caught in there. And then Anthony Walker is maybe the, the first of the B linebackers, I would say. Um, but I think you're right. I think the, the where I find issue is this secondary is has one really good player, and that's really about it. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I like that they added Juan Thornhill. I, I like that they kind of mix that up. Um, but you know, there's not a name that that grabs you or a guy that has numbers that grabs you outside of Denzel Ward, and even Denzel Ward, in some instances, you know, can get a little jumpy, can get a little grabby, can get beat sometimes. So. You know, I, I would say that that they're fourth for me just because it's again, it's it's not necessarily it's more of a collection of talent than it is a team to me. That's what it is to me. I think Cincinnati, because Cincinnati's proven it. Like if you look at Cincinnati's front four, Cincinnati's not only proven that they can play really good defense, and yeah, maybe they don't have uh, you know, unbelievable names on it, but the Sam Hubbards and the Trey Hendricksons and the DJ Readers. Logan Wilson's been a good young linebacker that's played well. Um, you know, they have a good, solid mix of veterans and young players in the secondary. I think they've got the Chidobe Awuziers and the Mike Hiltons, the older players, but they've also got the Dax Hills and, you know, the Cam Taylor Brits and guys that they that they've been that they've been kind of cultivating to come up. They they had a really good draft. I, I know like that's hard to quantify now. Um, especially for for people that don't know, but I, I think the guys that they drafted, the Miles Murphy, DJ Turner, Jordan Battle, like guys like that, I, I think that's a really really solid draft for them. So I just think they have better overall kind of at each position. They're more balanced, and obviously they've shown that over the last couple of years. I, I think maybe the loss of Jesse Bates is kind of a, a that's a tough str- a strong leader on that defense made me feel a little bit worse about this unit. Just not seeing his name back there gave me a little bit of pause because I know he was I mean massive for them these past few years when they yeah. when they're deep runs. No question. What's wrong with the Steelers? Outside of a couple of young pieces, they feel a little old. Okay. Am I wrong? Um, 
I could see where you're seeing that, like the Cam Haywards, guys like that. You know, the Keanu Neal's, guys like that. Keanu Neal's still good. Patrick, Patrick Peterson, Peterson is old. It, it, Mika Fitzpatrick's still playing at a high level. Eight, eight, well, he's a good player. How, how old? He's is a really yeah, good. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't discount Mika Fitzpatrick. He's he's nasty. Um, does the Alex Highsmith thing change your mind at all? It, I mean, it does. It's that certainly changes a lot of things. I'll tell you that. Oh, Mika Fitzpatrick feels way older than twenty six. Okay, so if I could retroactively swap, no, I can't do it now. Just <laughs> no, pieces of move, but no, I, I I won't lie. I mean, this was a this was a super hard one to go through all these positions and, and, and write these ones for sure. And Baltimore, just going back to them, they feel like the lighter version of themselves last year. They feel like they lost a lot of players, and now you have to see what they always do: the young guys step forward. Yeah, I, I think we definitely just have a. a, a safety and comfort and i do i mean they they brought in some good you know they've got some serious talent on this defense still it's not the names we might be so familiar with but like you said they have been building these guys up for a couple years now you've got you've got roquan smith for the entire season and their defense changed after they got him last year and it eased up things on patrick queen who we think is a great athlete and great talent but it was probably in the wrong fit for him on that defense. And now he's, he's freed up by having Roquan Smith on that team mm-hmm. a little bit, but I will say it doesn't, the, the pass rush doesn't nearly look the same. No, I mean, outside of, uh, again, Adafi away, Adafi oh, away. I got yeah, that. One. You got that one. There you go. That we needed that. We needed that. Um, it just doesn't feel like those names that you're so used to seeing on the, on the defensive line. There. I think the big one you're, you're, you're looking at is, is class camp. Right. And, and seeing him and being like, oh, he's not there anymore. You yeah. know, it's like, who's their, who's their scary edge guy that you look at? And I don't see a scary edge guy. I see Roquan Smith as their best defensive player. And a solid secondary. A solid secondary. Marlon Humphrey gives you a lot of comfort. Um, Rockison. Rockison. We'll see with him. You know, I think, I think, I think there'll be kind of a, Another corner by committee type of deal because they have again younger players, and Rockison's on his third team now since he's been drafted. So we'll see. You know who needs to step up, obviously, is is Kyle Hamilton because mm-hmm. now he, with Deshaun Elliott gone, Kyle Hamilton's now the dude that he was supposed to be. So I think nobody's got a a bigger season on the line for them than Kyle Hamilton. He needs to step up big time. Super tight division as far as defense goes. Though. Super, super, super tight. tight division. Let's get to coaching. Talk about tight again. You know, it's like pick your poison. I have a feeling I know where you're going to go with this, with this coaching tree, but I'll be interested in seeing. I, I, I know what you're thinking, but I might prove you wrong. Oh. Uh, starting at four rounds, number four. Stefanski, gotta show up this year. Mm-hmm. Bengals at number three. I know that they've had great success. I don't think it's necessarily the coach that's doing it. Uh, Steelers are two. Ooh. Ravens at number one. Okay. We'll go to you, and then I will get back to the Steelers. We have the same exact list, except okay. I have the Steelers number one. My problem with the Steelers is Matt Cannon. Matt Canada has just not been a good offensive coordinator. I mean, he has been 
just not great for them in the past couple of years. I, I don't think. I, I think that he has a very good chance of being gone after this season. Maybe even halfway through the season with the rookie. With the with the, mm. they're trying to build a young quarterback up. I don't know if they want to have this guy kind of trying to build this guy. I, I just I don't like. Him. <laughs> I don't like him. Uh, I think I give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt just because he was playing with old ass Ben Roethlisberger and a rookie the last two years. So that's fair. That's it's, fair. It's, it's hard to make that go, you know, and uh, they have talent. I think if, if I think the cohesion and like having Pickett and him together for another year now, like I'm going through it with, with my quarterback right now is like, okay, now we're on our third offensive coordinator in three years. Like that's very frustrating. I think it's very important for, for Kenny to have the same guy. So um, to me, I, I think that doesn't – I don't know if that's a hindrance to Pittsburgh. And I think Mike Tomlin, they didn't make any changes. Their, their defense is going to be, I think, better this year than it was last year. For, for Baltimore, look, I, I love Harbaugh. You know I do. But i do not sure Mike McDonald is the answer necessarily at D.C. I thought they were really good last year, but maybe a little bit of fool's gold. And I have to see with this new O.C. i got to see this Georgia offensive coordinator and what he's able to do. I just – there's a lot of question marks. I agree with you, Cincinnati, but Lou Anaromo is a great defensive coordinator. He mm-hmm. really is. And the same goes with Cleveland. Stefanski's on the hot seat, but they brought in Jim Schwartz. So, and Jim Schwartz has been, you know, regarded as like Vic Fangio esque, uh, very aggressive. More, I think, more on the side of Wink Martindale's for in terms of aggressiveness. But Wink Martin, I mean, Jim Schwartz has had some really good defenses in his past. And and that even more so because he does have head coaching experience as well. Feels like Stefanski. Obviously, I mean, probably had a part in bringing him in, but from upper management, you got to think. Well, if we were less Stefanski go midseason, we got a guy that can take over. You know, kind of all the all the co- well, you know, the head coaching abilities. So Absolutely. I don't know. It, it feels like Stefanski after getting he got a, so much credit for getting a team out of the lowest you can be in the cellar of the league and just make, just making the playoffs. Never mind winning their first game. I think he's been living off of that now for the past few mm-hmm. years. And it's just not been good. Uh, I was looking at, I, we know his against the spread in the division is awful. I was just looking straight record. We talked about, we've talked about a ton about him, but against the spread in the division at home, he's seven and two against the AFC North on the road. He's two and seven. Oh, you just gotta be able to play a little bit away from your own your own building a little little, little coup d'etat going on in cleveland you think maybe mm-hmm. a shadow government being put in well conspiracy lewis got the ears yeah, got the ears perked up dan oh, <laughs> hmm. <laughs> hmm. tinfoil and rabbit ears coming up here huh? mm. i don't know about cleveland it's do or die for that team man it's do or die lewis what do you think narrative going forward i mean you know, I, I feel like there's there's nothing else to talk about. I mean, Lamar's been the guy we've talked about all, all summer. Yeah, you know, I'm a big Lamar fan. I get that Joe Burrow is the best quarterback in the division. Um, I think OBJ is going to leave him high and dry. I, what, do you, I what do you just really, just take off? Just I, not, I got just a not bad – they're going to – I don't even know if they play the Jets, but he's just going to pull his jersey off old Antonio Brown style oh. and just run out the door. No, I, I hope he doesn't because I've been saying for the longest time he needs help. He needs someone to catch the ball other than Mark Andrews. But, yeah, I, I, like we said for the last show, everything runs through Philly. 
this division is it's you know Cincinnati's for the taking. You know? mm. That's what I think personally. And I'm I am curious. Does Deshaun actually come back and show us a little glimpse of his past self? You know, from the Houston days. And then we've got what you know we we know is you buy in on second year quarterbacks as as we've said on the show previously. So you've got a second year quarterback in Kenny Pickett with what you said again. I did. I agree that we think the defense is going to be better. My problem, my big problem with Pittsburgh, which we don't rank on the show. So I don't know if they've done anything to their offensive line. And their offensive line was mm-hmm. absolutely putrid, and I think that's just going to keep Kenny even more so, and Najee Harris for producer. I will give Najee that that he's had one of the worst offensive lines in the league for the past two seasons. I mean, offensive line wise, their first round pick was an offensive lineman, Jones, right, in Georgia, and then they did add one of the Eagles' linemen and Sayo Malu. So they've somewhat changed it. So we'll see. We'll see what happens, but. I, I agree. Cincinnati, as long as Joe Burrow is there, is going to be the team to beat. I, I don't think they're unbeatable. Like, you know, at some point the star has to, to fall down. And are we going to get KC Cincinnati round three in the AFC championship game? I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind at all. I don't I think, think anybody would mind. Yeah, it's always a good well, game. It's always fun to watch. I mean, yeah. Lou, I mean, you your team's got to be one of the – contenders to try and spoil that now i mean if we're talking about new teams showing up yeah, yeah Buff- buffalo's still trying to get it done but like let's take it easy that's uh, all right and okay. i oh here's the other dan you, you caught my ear before when you huh? said it's mahomes and burrow and then rogers you know it's coming around <laughs> there's nobody else there's no other guy that's uh you know another quarterback in the conference that was so highly praised and i told you all we're you know, writing them up too soon and giving them too much. You know, guy up in Buffalo, maybe. No, not anymore. No, no more love for old. I'm know. comfortable with saying those three names above him. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm comfortable with that. I, on, cl- on classic, classic quarterback ability. Classic mm-hmm. throwing the ball ability. Oh, I've heard it already on the last episode from from Bills fans. Uh, I've heard it from a couple of Bills fans right now. Okay. I've right. I, I, I've been told that we're clowns for saying that. Yeah, so, well, they're really. Bills fans, so exactly. They think that we all think about them. Like, <laughs> right. You're you're in the Great White North. Nobody yeah. cares. Maybe. You know, it was fun. This is a good episode. I think that this is a very interesting division. I will say one thing before we go. I do think that this could all happen. That we might be. Are we overlooking? the Browns, like they have a lot of talent. They have coaching. Like they have everything that you think that they would need. It's just going to take that coming together. And to me, I, I'm not sold on it, but I also can see myself being like, why did I not see that coming? I'm trying to think back. Do we say that uh, I think this was our favorite, one of our favorite divisions to take a shot in though. No, I got yeah. outside outside of the favorite. I mean, we agree that I think all three of these teams, again, the Bengals, if something happens to Joe Burrow, which they are, they are exact. I mean, they are not even. I mean, they've got great talent on on their offensive side, but that again, as we have their defense ranked so low, I don't think they're going to be able to get through the hard times um, without Joe Burrow, without a high flying offense, kind of you know, mm-hmm. uh, with their abilities. So, absolutely, this feels like a division to take a shot in that. Really, anybody can step up to the plate, whether it's Kenny Pickett in year two, whether it's Deshaun having second year with with his you know, new system, a new team. 
and Lamar having the biggest prove it year out of anybody in the league. We'll find out, won't we? Coming up in September. This has been the AFC North edition of the Positional Ranking Show of the Sunday Card. Listen to every week, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Also on Sports Country Radio at sportscountry.net every Saturday and Sunday. Gentlemen, we'll see you on the other side. Peace be with you as we go forward. For Lemon Pepper, Luke Paracone, and my esteemed co-host, Matty Ice, Matty C. Matt Silver. I'm Dan Zampano. We thank you for listening to Sunday Card. The Sunday Card Podcast is co-hosted and directed by Dan Zampano, co-hosted by Matt Silbreth, and produced by Lou Paracone. You can listen to The Sunday Card on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also listen to us on Sports Country Radio at sportscountry.net at 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and 5 p.m. on Saturdays, and again at 11.30 a.m. on Sundays. Follow us on Twitter for all of our picks throughout the regular season, at The Sunday Card. And remember... If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.